Hollywood is rated LGBT Radio, starring your host, Rob Watson! Welcome, welcome, welcome to this installment of Rated LGBT Radio, and yes, I am your host, Rob Watson. We have another great show for you today, as promised. Uh, We have talked to filmmakers. We have talked to singers. We have talked to activists, politicians. We've talked to kids that were setting out to make change in the world. We've talked to, um, you name it, we've talked to them. Well, today we've got something a little bit different than that we haven't really talked about before, and that is a queer app for your phone. it is uh, called Everywhere is Queer, and um, our guest last week, who is Joe Jarvis of Joe My God, um, has written about this app. Uh, he called it the Yelp app for LGBTQ people, um, and it, uh, it is Yelp for the queer-led revolution, uh, to be accurate to what he actually said. Um, he describes it as, the ongoing discoverability of to users and LGBTQ-owned businesses around the world. Although the majority of spots exist in the continental U.S., it's simple to navigate, consistently updated, and most importantly, a living digital document of the queer community. So this app, wherever you go in the country and you want to find the queer businesses and the business community, that queer business community, that services the area you're in, this app will show you. Um, it is currently a website, um, but now um, and has just launched the app portion of it. The creator of Everything Queer is Charlie Spinkman. Uh, Charlie is waiting in the wings, and we'll be talking to him shortly. Uh, he grew up in Wisconsin. He is now an, a resident of Oregon, um, but he started this adventure by traveling to 41 of the 50 states. And during his travels, he turned himself constantly, craving to find the queer spots in wherever he happened to be. In 2021, he finally heard himself say, I just wish there was a map of safe places for queer people. And so he created it. And that is how everything is queer evolved. Um, we're going to get to that in just a moment, but first I want to welcome to the show Brody Levesque. Brody is the editor of the Los Angeles Blade magazine. You should be reading the Los Angeles Blade every single day for its new original journalism and staying on the finger of the pulse of things happening uh, to the queer community. And uh, with that, uh, let's bring on Brody and find out what's going on in our world. Hey, Brody, what's happening? Hi, Rob. Good afternoon. Um, Hello to our listeners around the globe. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing uh, to the podcast and also to my extended readership at the Los Angeles Blade. Thank you all very, very much. Rob, um, there's really only one subject that is currently uh, being discussed, not only just in the halls of power, including Capitol Hill and the White House, but virtually all of the LGBTQ rights advocacy organizations, including the Human Rights Campaign, GLAD, 
the Key Flag folks and Equality Oklahoma and other places. And that is the death of a 16-year-old non-binary student from Oswa, Oklahoma, Nex Benedict. They were a trans teenager who lost their life following an incident in a restroom. The uh, police department in Oswa today backed off of a statement they made yesterday, and they are now treating this as an actual homicide investigation. Here's what we know. The 16-year-old had gone into the restroom with a friend. Uh, They were set upon by three individuals. The person was badly beaten. The victim was taken to um, a school administrative office. Uh, An ambulance was not called. The school resource officer was not notified. Grandma came and got the victim. Grandma was concerned, took the victim to the hospital. There was an initial check. The doctors, for whatever uh, reason, released. Grandma took the victim home, and then Grandma and the mom noticed there was a problem. The next day, they took the victim back to the hospital. The 16-year-old passed away at hospital. Before the victim passed away, about probably six or seven hours ahead of that, according to sources, the school resource officer finally took a statement. Um, The problem here is that it's multi, multi, uh, it's like an onion, multi-layers to this story. The first thing I need to point out is this particular school district, the Oswa, Oklahoma School District, was targeted by libs of TikTok, Chaya Rayak, 2022, over an eighth grade teacher who was being LGBTQ plus positive. The teacher was also openly gay. He ended up losing his job over the excessive bullying and the noise that came from libs of TikTok. I need to note that in the last three years, anytime libs of TikTok has attacked any part of the LGBTQ plus community, while she herself hasn't directly called for violence, it invariably has followed. It's been bomb threats, death threats, beatings, you name it. Stealth stochastic terrorism. So while she may say that her hands are clean, the truth of the matter is that is not the case. Yes, Chaya, you may not directly, you know, advocate for violence, but you're flying monkeys that you dispatch with your hideous posts on social media. Take it literally. She's targeted queer people, drag queens, gay guys. Her use of the word grooming has reinvigorated the hate speech and the hate from the right. And in the case of Oklahoma, has encouraged that state superintendent of schools, a Christian nationalist, by the name of Ryan Waters, to be so inspired as to pass transphobic policies, not to mention the fact that that state house in Oklahoma City has put out some pretty onerous transphobic laws and policies. To make matters worse, the state superintendent of schools actually appointed lives of TikTok to a school state school library oversight board. There is a case of fox in the hen house. Right now, as it stands, 
According to my journalist, Aaron Reed, and we just filed a story. I'll be publishing it shortly. The Oslo Police Department has filed a search warrant for the cell phones and lockers of the students that were involved in the beating and next. That's their name, Benedict. The announcement, of course, as I indicated, came after a previous claim by the police that the so-called autopsy results showed that Next did not die as a result of trauma. Well, they've now walked that one back. I need to note that the Human Rights Campaign and GLAAD are both asking for action. Kelly Robinson, the president of the Human Rights Campaign, I was told this today uh, in a conversation just before we went on the air with Brandon Robertson, who's the National Press Secretary for HRC. Uh, Kelly has sent a letter to the Attorney General of the United States requesting a Department of Justice uh, inquiry into violations of civil rights and Title IX. Another letter has gone out to Secretary of Education Miguel Cardeno, the U.S. Department of Education, asking for a Title IX compliance investigation against not only Oswald High School, where the beating occurred, but the school district itself. Okay. Both letters indicated that Oklahoma state government has become increasingly hostile to the LGBTQ community in recent years. There's a gross understatement of fact. The letters added, Nexus family recently noted that Nex had been bullied especially hard after Stitt signed the bill into law that forbids trans and gender expressive use to access restrooms consistent with their gender identity. Words have consequences, words matter. At this point, the investigations are ongoing. I join with Sarah Kate Ellis, the Chief Executive Officer of GLAAD, with Kelly Robinson and the Human Rights Campaign, and with Brian Bond, the CEO of PPLAG, and we are asking and demanding that the United States Department of Justice investigate this death as a civil rights violation that the Justice Department investigates the state of Oklahoma for Title IX and civil rights violations, and that actions are taken to correct this. There comes a point where it needs to stop, and now it needs to stop. This situation with this 16-year-old is no different, in my estimation, than what took place 25 years ago when I covered the Matthew Shepard murder in Laramie, Wyoming. This is our Matthew Shepard moment for this generation, and we need to step up, and we need to hold these people accountable. This hatred against the LGBTQ community is unwarranted, it's unnecessary, and it's evil. I'm done. Well, before you... Blink off there, but you got a few questions for you. Um, I understand sure. from rumors that um, that the perpetrators are potentially three girls, and that this attack was a setup; that it was premeditated. Have you heard anything about that? I have sources who have told me that the bullying had been ongoing, and that yes, the attack was premeditated. And yes. Okay, we've been told uh, through sources in law enforcement and reporters on the ground in Tulsa and uh, that part of Oklahoma that they were, in fact, female. It occurred in the girls' restaurant. So it's very possible that um, they were lured in there um, for the purpose of this attack. 
I I honestly cannot answer that, but that scenario would probably be highly likely, yes. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep our eye out for more on this, and um, thank you for covering it. All right. So let's let's move on to uh, more happy times and uh, more exciting things. Um, I do want to welcome Charlie to our show. Charlie, welcome to the show. Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks for having me. I mean, it's absolutely awful what happened with Next. It's definitely top of mind for me as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would say that that is um, sort of a bottom line behind what I get from the everywhere is queer concept is, you know, finding and creating and and being able to exist into um, some queer spaces, even if you're out traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere is queer is a worldwide map of over 10,000 queer owned businesses. So let's, let's start with you though. You, um, um, so you in Wisconsin and, um, and then moved to Oregon at a certain point. What was your long, young life like? And what was your discovery process about yourself and your own class? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, originally from rural Wisconsin. Um, I went to, so I was raised conservative Catholic, um, that obviously had its own hardships and experience and all. Um, I'm grateful that I chose to go to college outside of Wisconsin, and I went to Colorado State University for undergrad. Um, and I came out when I was 21 years old. Um, shortly after um, graduating, I, I hit the road uh, for a job, and I went to 41 of the 50 states, which started to see the idea for Everywhere is Queer. And what, what kind of job was that that put you in 41 different states? I was a rep for an organic beverage company. Cool. Uh, that, yeah. that, that alone... That alone, that, that adventure on the road, what was that like hitting 41 different states? And what state did you feel the least comfortable in? Um, I mean, I have to say that my observation of the entire United States is that any moment you step out of a metropolitan area, it's the same. <laughs> um, outside Madison, Wisconsin, outside Tampa, Florida, outside, you know, um, Portland, Maine, outside Portland, Oregon, outside Seattle, outside, it's all the same, you know, um, and so I think it speaks volumes on what these metropolitan uh, areas have done and what happens when you actually bring people together and we listen to each other and we talk to each other. Um, but what I have noticed is that um, everywhere is in fact queer, hence the name of my business. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a really astute observation, though, that you made because um, even here in California, which is, you know, solid blue state, really progressive governor, really progressive laws on the books, um, uh, protecting LGBTQ people. Um, but even here, you step outside of some really strong and very queer-oriented metropolitan areas um, yep. you, you don't have to go too far into central California and you might yep. as well be in Oklahoma. Yep. I mean, it's all the same. I, I, I can guarantee I've been and I've experienced it in all 47 of the 50 states now. Um, so I mean, uh, yeah. 
what was that what was a hostile experience that you came across in in one of these areas um i mean not necessarily hostile i i mean i am a white cis um very privileged human um very like I was not dressing very queer. I was not very forward with my queerness. Um, what just I, people constantly commented, you know, when I got out of the metro, metropolitan areas was people called me a woman because of my higher voice, um, literally thinking I am a woman with a full on mustache on my face. Um, but that's, that's, you know, um, a lot that I experienced, but honestly, I mean, I've experienced, so much amazing experiences in the metropolitan areas of our country. And what, what are some of the businesses that you visited that were queer that um, had an impact on you? So I did not have my resource when I was traveling the country in 2019. Um, my platform launched January 2nd of 2022. Um, in all of 2019, I was traveling. But I can tell you, I really wish that I did have my resource. Um, I was constantly seeking queer spaces, and all that populated was, you know, gay bars. Um, And I, you know, I'm not at the bar all day, every day, especially when I'm working. So I have to eat somewhere. I want to buy things, you know. (laughs) There there used to be, this is back in the day, and I'm sure it disappeared in, in the Internet age, but there used to be a book that they put out called Bob Dameron's Guide. And it did have the gay bars and, you know, those set places, but it also had other businesses in all the different kind of communities. Did you ever come across that or was that at all an inspiration? Absolutely an inspiration. I mean, I will never say that I am the first worldwide map of queer-owned businesses or community resource or anything like that. I mean, Everywhere is Queer is a collective of and inspired by many things like the Green Book, uh, many resources that have uh, were before. Um, but I can say that there has not been a worldwide map of queer-owned businesses made, um, but there have been so many localized maps um, and stuff like that. Insp- I'm inspired by so many community organizers. So once, once you had that idea, what were your first steps of um, putting it together? Yeah, uh, I dove into my computer and I figured out how to have businesses apply because I wanted the businesses from day one, I wanted their consent to be listed on this public-facing resource. And so uh, I wanted to create an application that they checked a box that said, I approve of you putting my business on this platform. And so uh, I created an application and I figured out how to put that on to what was Google My Maps. Um, at the time for my first map. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. And then three months later, I was picked up by, you know, some big NBC, now this, you know, some big sites. And then it all started on social media. And now I have 144,000 followers on Instagram completely organically. Wow. And uh, when those sites picked you up, how did that happen that you, you got onto found those me. bigger sites? <laughs> Uh, it all was it all was because of social media. Excellent. And um, what uh, what was it like getting a deluge of interested businesses to get on the on the website? Well, it's amazing. I mean, we've had seven hundred businesses apply in the last forty eight hours um, with our app launch. You know, so it, it's 
it, I, I've had this happen, though, with viral pieces of content, and it's so cool when people just sign this resource, and I receive thousands and thousands of messages of people saying thank you. I now feel safe to travel, go on a road trip. That's, that's awesome. One thing that um, <clears throat> back when, uh, right after uh, marriage equality was codified, when the Supreme Court, you know, authorized it. And, yeah. of course, across the country, a lot of states that had forbidden it all of a sudden had to honor it. Um, yeah. Then we fell into the um, the era where wedding services and different <clears throat> people on the, the outside of the marriage business or the wedding business were the ones that were suddenly the renegades that were – rejecting queer people, rejecting same-sex couples. Um, and one of the things that uh, Dan Savage opined at the time was kind of, uh, well, screw them. Just boycott their businesses and let's find our own businesses that will honor us. Um, have you thought of putting kind of a through line to that kind of area of our lives, in particular across the country, of like sorting it out by the – you know, if you're in the middle of Utah and you want a, a, a positive wedding planner and, you know, officiant and florist and all that, et cetera. Yeah, the wedding category is a huge, huge category alone. Um, but you will see already that we have an event planner ca- category, event venues. We have photographers. There's many officiants. We don't have a specific category for officiants on our map at this point, but there's many of them. So you can search in-app, which our app is available on iOS or Android free to download called Everywhere is Queer. Um, There's a search function tab of the app, and you can search all 10,000-plus queer-owned businesses. Um, So if you are planning a wedding, you will be able to find anywhere from table rentals, venues, florists, officiants, uh, wedding planners, photographers, videographers, you can find them all on our platform. That's, that is phenomenal. That is a huge, huge contribution. Um, what, uh, what are your outreach efforts to get even more businesses on? Because obviously, you know, you, you have a huge amount, but that's probably the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I mean, there's, I think, 11 million registered queer-owned businesses in the world. Um, so this is just the start for sure. Um, and I find that a lot, uh, through social media, I'm connecting with a lot, thousands and thousands of queer owned businesses. Um, and honestly, my content is being seen by a lot of businesses and then they apply themselves. So all businesses will apply themselves via the profile tab of the app. Just click add or edit your business. It's free to join. takes two minutes to fill out the application to be on our map. I approve every single business on our platform. And what what are the requirements? For example, if a business is um, queer friendly or like they are they're basically you know a straight business, but they offer like some queer oriented marketing or or like a, a queer night or you know those type of things. What where's the line of who qualifies and who doesn't? Well, we're a worldwide map of queer-owned businesses. So I think that says it all right there. <laughs> okay. um, but I'm happy to explain what queer-owned means if someone needs it, which if you identify as queer and you own a business, 
you can join our platform. If you are straight, if you are an ally, this is not the time. You are not welcome onto our map right now. It is for queer-owned businesses. You can go on Google Maps and you can add an LGBTQIA plus friendly tag. Uh, we are mapping out queer-owned businesses. Got it. So, so even even businesses that uh, like there are some um, prominent LGBTQ-oriented businesses that cater specifically to to LGBTQ people but are actually straight owned and operated. So they are, they are not at the party right now, correct? Nope, not at the party. <laughs> uh, we are talking about uh, queer-owned businesses. Now, we do have a, a category that's called queer-serving community groups. And now this is for your nonprofits, 501c3s, your queer-organized uh, groups, your pickleball leagues, <laughs> your, you know, you name it, your volleyball league, your running clubs, stuff like that that necessarily aren't quite a business, but they are 100% queer organized by queer people for queer people. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, this is the and the category for your 501c3, but you don't have to be a 501c3 because we know there are barriers to entry on com- becoming a nonprofit. Um, but we do have a category that's more, um, you don't have to be an LLC or anything like that to be on our map. As long as you're queer yeah, and you own yeah. a business, we welcome you. So you have done this in, I mean, your momentum is huge, having merely started the website itself in 2021. The app has just launched. Um, What are your thoughts for the future? What are your goals and dreams? Yeah, we actually started in 2022. Um, The idea uh, came to mind in 2021, but I launched in January of 2022. Uh, So it's been two years and just um, a little over a month. Uh, my goals and dreams, I mean, I want to create a small queer team that supports and elevates the voices of queer entrepreneurs all over the world, um, all while connecting queer and trans and allied people to these organizations. And do you do you envision sort of going to a next level with the community you're creating? I mean, it's uh, it's right now it's a, a incredible resource for travelers and people wanting to do business, but it seems like there's potential for almost a Facebook-like component of social interaction that could happen there, or is that too far? Yeah. I mean, maybe one day we will create a community, you know, like communication platform of our own or ways to further connect individuals. Absolutely. Every day we're working to make our app better and better and better. Um, This is definitely version one of our app, and we plan to make a version two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and plus. Great. And what is your support team like? Are you, 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 you may be doing this all by yourself, but I have a feeling you have uh, a team behind you. Um, I have one queer developer, uh, Chris, who lives in L.A., um, he works five hours a week for me, and Chris is the one that brought this entire app to market. Uh, we, Chris and I have been working day in, day out for the last seven months. Um, so Chris is developer, uh, but very, very, very part-time. Uh, I have an admin assistant that works five hours a week that I just brought on two weeks ago. Uh, and other than that, it is me, myself, and I. <laughs> well, you, you yourself and you are very, very busy. 
So um, yeah. on on the on the website, I don't know if these appear on the app as well, but you do have a blog that um, uh, kind of highlights a few of the businesses that uh, that are on the app. Um, how did the blog come about, and what what do you what was your uh, thought as you were actually talking to some of these businesses? Yeah, um, I mean, I want to highlight many businesses in all the ways possible. Uh, having 100,000 plus people visit my website monthly, I wanted to expand into blogs. So you will find just a handful of blogs it does kind of fell on the back burner and not the, the main, main subject of my business. Um, I would much rather push people towards uh, my Instagram and TikTok at Everywhere is Queer and download our app. Uh, it's called Everywhere is Queer iOS and Android. Uh, for all the latest and greatest with Everywhere is Queer. Very, very good. Um, and you did create a um, an online stores online stores holiday guide um, for this past holiday. Um, how did that go? And what are your plans on more sort of like essentially publications like that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly innovating every single day to highlight and uplift the voices of queer entrepreneurs. Um, right now, the focus is the app. <laughs> uh, let's get this app running smoothly. There's opportunities for organizations to pay to have a featured listing in app and as well get added into a Discord server where uh, moderated by me, where you can network B2B, B2C. Well, not B2C, it's all B2B. Uh, B2B with other businesses in your uh, similar category, regionally. So, um, yeah, I am connecting a lot of entrepreneurs in other ways. And this app is truly um, going to be the way uh, that I will highlight as many businesses as possible. And tell me about the feedback you've gotten from some of the businesses that have been on the website. I mean, I'm sure some of them have some really great stories to tell. Yeah, I mean, I've received thousands of messages of businesses that are saying thank you. I've just received a lot of queer therapists who have received a lot of new clients, um, a lot of real estate agents who've received or found a lot of new clients, so many bars and restaurants. I had a, a restaurant here in Portland make a whole Instagram video saying they're, they're a sandwich shop, and the owner said, you know, a lot of our clientele was um, – you know, your your white uh, like your uh, middle class worker, your construction worker is what she said, and she said suddenly there's all these queer people at my restaurant, and she said I don't know where else it would be other than everywhere it's queer bringing all these people to us. Yeah. What 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 is your um, plan to get the word out even further to other businesses specifically? Um, how are you, how are you working, kind of the professional. Social media. Social media. Yeah, I mean, I social media is my way of networking right now. Um, it's low budget, and I'm able to create a viral video that's seen by 1.5 million people. Um, sometimes I can make a video within 20 minutes, and uh, I have my most viewed video on TikTok at 1.5, maybe even higher now, and I created that video in 10 minutes, and I was able to reach thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of queer-owned businesses. Oh, that's awesome. Um, are you leveraging LinkedIn at all? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm in the uh, LGBTQIA networking group. I posted about our app in there. I've networked with a lot of people on LinkedIn. 
Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, what are the things that I asked you about the app that you think is important that people should know about? That it's free, and this is a resource built by queer people for queer and trans and the ally community to find and support local queer-owned businesses locally or globally, I mean, all over the world. We've built this out of, like, the kindness of our little queer hearts on very little budget. <laughs> um, this is not a VC-backed project. Um, and, yeah, I hope you, you enjoy, and I hope you support Everywhere is Queer by really just using our app. And what is the best way to download it? Just going to the app stores is in, in the uh, both Google Play and um, Apple Store uh, sites? Yeah, we're having a little trouble with it populating on the Google Play Store as we speak, trying to figure this out. Um, right now you have to search with quotes, Everywhere is Queer. But you can just head to www.everywhereisqueer.com, and then we have links both iOS and Android for you to download. So just head to www.everywhereisqueer.com. Okay, great. So you do that on your browser, on your phone, and uh, then download it. Will the app download on a computer as well, or is it is, is primarily a phone app? Um, this is a mobile app, yeah. Okay, so great. So excellent, excellent. Um, super, super exciting. Um, um, any anything else you want to share about it? No, I, I hope people enjoy this this resource, um, and I hope you follow us on Everywhere Is Queer at, on Instagram or TikTok. Uh, and grateful for uh, anyone in the queer, trans, and ally community that downloads our app. Thank you. I really appreciate the app. I'm very, very excited for you. I think this is going to revolutionize a lot of things, and I hope it it gets a lot of traction. And I hope people pick up on it as a positive um, in areas where we're being discriminated against, where we um, just, you know, you know, we stop worrying about who is rejecting us and take it, take the power on our, our own community and uh, funnel our resources there. Brody, what were your thoughts on the app? I think you wanted to um, chime in on it. The thing that I like about Charlie's idea in the app is that it kind of puts us in a better way with our own community. And I've heard a lot of criticism uh, about, well, how do I actually find, you know, businesses, you know, where they actually are queer, they identify as queer. A lot of times people don't know. The younger generations, and Charlie, you can probably back this one up, but, you know, they're heavily invested in their social media platforms, and um, they're also looking at uh, things outside of your more traditional world, and they live on their phones. So for the young people, especially your, I'll say, 18 to 40 crowd, their world is on that phone. And for Charlie's app to be there means it's easier if they just want to, you know, patronize, I don't know, uh, Charlie, you just mentioned the subway shop up in Portland, but, uh, you know, whether it's a deli or or maybe it's a haircuttery or, you know, whatever the case is. I, I What I like about this is that I don't think it's exclusionary. I think it's inclusive. And this is really us as a community, okay, taking care and, you know, patronizing our own businesses and supporting, you know, our folks that are, you know, 
working so hard. I mean, I ran a story uh, this morning, Rob. Uh, Los Angeles County is suing Grubhub for alleged deceptive business practices. I've had LGBTQ business owners and actual people who drive for Grubhub as well as some of the other uh, app-driven delivery services complain that there isn't anything really for us where we can, like, do something within our own community. I think Charlie's app basically solves that uh, problem, and and that's something that I think is really good about it. I just – one of the things that, you know – and, Charlie, I'm going to ask you this because you just mentioned – uh, talking about therapists, um, which is great, by the way. Are you planning on setting, uh, you know, putting aside a little section for resources for, say, LGBT centers, youth runaway centers, uh, hotlines, and that sort of thing, uh, in addition to obviously commercial applications? Uh, already exists. Yeah, we have our queer serving community group, which is uh, made for all of the LGBTQIA plus groups, queer nonprofits, um, any group that organizes by queer people for queer people is welcome on our platform. And that is our queer serving community group category. Yeah. So, okay. Charlie, um, I wanted to ask you go also. Ahead, Rob. Um, yeah, uh, I know on the website there is a shop section which has got some really cool everywhere is queer um, items on there that people can buy. Um, are, do you have any plans, not that this wouldn't be incredibly aggressive, but to create almost a Amazon-like platform where the different queer businesses can market through the app itself? <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Maybe an e-commerce site in the works. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I could see that as being awesome because you have some really cool, um, very unique businesses are represented here. Um, like, yeah. uh, and I know you said the blog isn't where your focus is anymore, but um, I, I got very intrigued by the Queer Candle Company. Um, I thought that yeah, was they're... super queer. Yeah, You've got a queer musician. Um, you know, it's like there's some kind of unique items obviously services uh or you have to show up at their establishment for but um businesses that are creating things um yeah you could be super helpful absolutely i totally agree i mean taking on an e-commerce site is a whole nother business model and an idea and project i mean a lot of layers to that when talking like are they going to drop ship, not drop ship? Do I need a warehouse? You know, shipping stations, like, that takes a lot more resources. Um, but maybe down the line, that's where we go. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that as, as an aspect to it. So, um, anyway, this, this is really phenomenal. Um, tell people again how to get it so that they know how to uh, get it on their phone. Pretty much while you're listening to us, you can be downloading this right now. Um, Charlie, yep. go ahead and tell them again how to do it. Yeah, um, you could uh, head to everywhereisqueer.com. So www.everywhereisqueer.com will take you to everything that you need. It will link you out to our iOS app, our Android app, um, and then all of our social media. So at everywhereisqueer on Instagram and TikTok, both of the links in our bios on Instagram and TikTok will take you to iOS or Android as well. Super exciting stuff. Thank you for being who you are. 
and your innovation and ideas and having traveled to the 41 uh, different states that, uh, that, that got you here. By the way, what are the nine states you're missing, and have you been to any of those? At all. Um, I'm actually at 47 now, and it's Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Alaska are the last three. Well, for now, I would advise on, skipping Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> based, based on our opening story, I think you could skip <laughs> Oklahoma for right now. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I know that there are amazing queer people in Oklahoma, though, that, that um, live there, and uh, we have some amazing establishments and businesses on our platform in Oklahoma, actually, which is amazing. One day I'll visit yeah, that's Yeah, that's actually to the point. Your service is, I'm sure, desperately needed in Oklahoma. But, uh, you know, anyway, <laughs> it's probably the last place of safety um, that uh, on the list that you could go for. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, don't end the show on that note. Um, let's go back to uh, yeah, Thank you so much for being you. I know. <laughs> Well, we ended how we started. Um, so thank you for being you. Thank you for the app. Everybody go out and get the app. Um, uh, it's super exciting, and you'll spend time on it just investigating all the LGBTQ queer businesses that there are. Really, really fun stuff. And um, that is pretty much it for us for today rated LGBT radio. So Charlie, thank you again for coming on and sharing this with us. And thank you for Brody for his work. Again, the website is losangelesblade.com as well as the website is everywhereisqueer.com. So make note of both of those today. Uh, visit those sites and um, sign up. And for us at Rated LGBT, we will be back again next week. We look forward to talking to you then. You've been listening to Rated LGBT Radio. 